0: Well, I want to go back uh, to the beginning of our reading from 1 Samuel this morning. Uh, read, the, I'll read the first three verses again and then kind of draw out some things from it. Here's what the beginning of our reading from 1 Samuel reads. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord under Eli. The word of the Lord was rare in those days. Visions were not widespread. At that time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his room. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was. So as the beginning of the book of 1 Samuel lays it out, this moment in Israel's history was a time marked by a sort of spiritual malaise, sort of dryness and numbness to the presence of God that often led to gross atrocities in the temple and in the political sphere. And that's kind of all around this reading from 1 Samuel uh, this morning. And in fact, the beginning of uh, 1 Samuel picks up where the book of Judges, leaves off in the Old Testament. And the book of Judges literally ends with this sentence. In those days there was no king in Israel. All the people did what was right in their own eyes. Sort of vision of moral tumult and chaos and aimlessness uh, over the people of Israel. So when we get to 1 Samuel chapter 3, it sounds all the more ominous. that the word of the Lord is rare in those days. Visions are not widespread. That even Eli the priest's vision was dimmed as well. I think both physically and spiritually as the context of the reading gets at. All in all, things are looking pretty bleak in Israel at this time. In one of his Poems. uh, The poet W.H. Auden describes these sorts of times. He's speaking specifically of of World War II, but I think it applies to, in a larger scheme, these sorts of times in the world. He speaks of waves of anger and fear circulating over the bright and darkened lands of the earth. Vivid imagery. Then Auden says, "...defenseless under the night." the world in stupor lies. I think that's a poignant image for the state of the world at times. Defenseless under the night, our world in stupor lies. And it's not too different from the description of things here at the beginning of 1 Samuel. And I imagine that we... The feel of this state of being is not foreign to us either. Maybe we feel like this rightly describes the state of the world right now. Maybe it describes what is going on inside of us. Defenseless under the night, lying in a stupor. Waves of anger and fear circulating around us and within us. No real vision, just a sort of dimmed eyesight as we go through the motions. But in the midst of this malaise being described in First Samuel, this spiritual aridity and aimlessness and stupor, in the midst of this we are given one little detail that hearkens to hope almost unseen. The lamp of God had not yet gone out. Now on one level, this refers to the lamp in the temple that would burn from dusk until dawn before the altar, by which Samuel was lying down. But given the malaise of the time and what was about to happen in the story, I think we are invited in this simple statement. The lamp of God had not yet gone out. We are invited to recognize also a sort of quiet defiance against this encroaching darkness. A flicker of hope in the midst of despair. A faint glow amidst a world lying in a stupor, defenseless under the night. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it, John says at the beginning of his gospel. In the midst of despair, when the word of the Lord is rare and vision is clouded by numbness and sin, the lamp of God still has not gone out. And in his time, always, God comes. Definitely not on demand. and Definitely not in ways that we would expect or imagine. But still, God comes. And always with a fierce determination to bring forth righteousness and justice. To bring forth healing and renewal to his beloved and broken and beleaguered creation. In the midst of a world scattered and frustrated and isolated by their own pride in the beginning of the book of Genesis, God comes to a wandering nomad named Abram, calling him into covenant with himself so that he and his descendants might be a light to the world. And we in these descendants are groaning under the yoke of oppression in Egypt, God comes to them through His servant Moses, showing forth a mighty hand and an outstretched arm to set His people free and to solidify His covenant with them. In the midst of a spiritually numbed and morally lost Israel, God comes to raise up a new prophet and judge, the boy Samuel, to bring forth righteousness and truth and justice and to anoint a king who will do the same. And in the fullness of time, in the midst of a world pining under the weight of brokenness and sin, God comes in the most unexpected way imaginable. Through the humble willingness of a teenage girl to be born himself as a baby. The God who said, let light shine out of darkness, becoming nothing but a faint glimmer in a world darkened by sin and death. And that baby, that small spark in a manger in Bethlehem would come to set the whole world alight with the glory of his love. In his teaching and in his healing, in his friendships with tax collectors and in his forgiveness of sinners, the light shined in the darkness. And though the powers of the world thought they had extinguished this light forever when they nailed him to the cross and buried him in the tomb, even then the lamp of God had not gone out. For it was through his death on the cross that the whole world would be flooded with the light of new creation when he burst forth from the tomb. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not overcome it. Not in the darkest times of Israel's history and not in the darkness that plagues our lives and our world today. Because Christ is the lamp of God that never goes out. Flickering Faintly next to Samuel in his calling. Reaching out to heal a man with a withered hand. And warming and shielding our hearts with the light of his presence even in the darkest of times. As he invites us to rest in his promise that the light of his love will never be Overcome. Amen.